This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Hawkside Guns Podcast, and we've had a lot of shit go on in the past couple of weeks uh, since we we record casts roughly two at a time, so that's two weeks. So when you hear us, uh, generally speaking, after uh, this last cast here, um, the world has changed a little bit in the last two, three weeks. Actually, we were supposed to cast last week, and I found myself otherwise occupied. Yeah, I uh, I saw there was uh, there was some 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 looting that happened around your store. <laughs> well, I you know I'm sure no one listening to that. Well, no one in the United States is going to be utterly surprised that there's been some, to put it politely, political unrest mm. around the country. Uh, and uh, the store that I work in fell victim to that. Um, the, uh, the the firearm storms that I, store that I work in was uh, broken into and burglarized. I, it seemed to have been a coordinated effort uh, because there were several other of them that were broken into very close in time. Uh, but uh, yeah, we, we got broken into and had thirty five different firearms stolen. Wow. So, yeah, it wasn't a good day. And uh, what I can tell you is the reason why we missed uh, getting an opportunity to podcast the day after that happened was, surprisingly enough, the Delaware State Police and the ATF took it rather seriously. And uh, there was a lot of investigation and things going on. Yeah, interesting <laughs> how, that, uh, how that works. Uh, yeah, I, I had the distinct opportunity to spend the day with the uh, Delaware Office of the ATF and uh, the Delaware State Police uh, doing the investigation and accounting for what was where and how and why. Um, you know, you know, one of the things that people, you know, sometimes do and sometimes don't recognize is as much as they think when they're filling out all that paperwork that the ATF and FBI keep records on who's purchased what, they don't. So when something like this happens, they have to go through the store and account for where everything is gone. And just and it's not accounting for who got it, just can we account for the fact that it wasn't one of the something stolen. Right. Can we match up serial numbers and come up with the right number? Exactly. Um, so there was a lot. Of, we spent basically the entire uh, entirety of last Sunday doing that. Man, that's uh, – yeah, see – I, when you bust into some place and steal dozens of guns, this is not the act of uh, righteous indignation. That's that's just looting. <laughs> no, yeah, it's just looting. That's what that is. Because uh, there's nothing good you plan to do with that. It's not like you stole a bunch of baby formula and you're trying to feed some hungry children or something, you know, like not that that's a noble act, but like stealing in general. No, but when you're stealing dozens of firearms, I can't imagine that that's a, a happy intentioned act, you know, like like what the hell, man? And, you know, the ATF is going to take that super serious. Yeah, I, I would be surprised to find out that these guys who did this because they were planning a uh, a fun afternoon at the range. 
Yeah, or, you know, a, a peaceful sit-in vigil, you know, or something. Uh, there's there, That's not going to be good. And, uh, you know, I don't know the specifics, and quite honestly, I I don't need to because the further away you are involved with this, the, probably the better off you're going to be. But, uh, you know, the ATF really doesn't stop looking for you when that stuff happens. And any violence that's created through those firearms is now going to come back on those people. So even if they distributed them and they've been used in robberies, accidents, homicides, you know, whatever it is, that all comes back to the original people who stole and uh, distributed them. So you guys are screwed. You just don't know it yet. You know, because if all they have to do is catch one of them and, oh, the, yeah. uh, and and they'll they'll wind up rolling. I mean, they will on the other how many ever of them there were. So uh, th- this is going to go bad. <laughs> you know, like your best bet is to just return them. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it's that kind of thing. Like uh, I'll give you another for instance. Um I recently went to Cabela's to pick up some shotgun shells and I walked into the gun library and the gun library. And you know how big the gun library is. The room, uh, <laughs> room of guns. Uh, I, I have a feeling the church is slightly bigger than ours, but that being said, it's, it's the same sort of thing. Yes. Ours is pretty damn big. Uh, it's, it's normally, I would say conservatively, the, the gun library in the Cabela's that I go to has somewhere in the neighborhood of mm, two to 300 guns. Uh, uh, yeah. Yours is slightly bigger than the one here. <laughs> Well, I mean, then, then, then again, I would also assume that your Cabela's in and of itself as a store itself is slightly larger than the one here. Oh, several acres under one roof. Yeah. 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 Um, it's very, very large. Uh, the Just the used racks uh, outside the gun layer of long guns, just the used rack is probably close to two or 300 guns as well. So there's a lot of guns. It, you know, you know, as as uh, nerds and geeks, we, I I like you tend to think of things in movie references. Yeah. And and every time you we talk about the room at Cabela's, I always picture um, Shia LaBeouf in uh, Wall Street. Money never sleeps. Going, can you take me to the money room? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's what it is, too. I mean, they, they normally have uh, like a $12,000 blazer and $5,000, $9,000 Colt, you know, uh, uh, silver ivory-handled revolvers. and I mean, yeah, uh, really high-end guns. I mean, super high-end. Some of them are famous. Some of them were used in movies. Some of them were held by actual cowboys that are famous. I mean, like real freaking guns. Um, I actually saw... Uh, in, in... The, 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 there are no famous cowboys from Delaware. <laughs> Let me put it this way. Uh, once it was uh, on a traveling display, I saw there one of Annie Oakley's revolver or uh, uh, rifles. Uh, That's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. No, it's it, it was seriously cool. I mean, and it hadn't been fired in like you know, a hundred years or something. But but still, I mean. It, it was the gun, you know, I mean, like that one had her, had a picture of it, had her little inscription on it. I mean, it was the gun, right? So I always like to go see the the stuff in the gun library. I walk in there, 
uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, as we record this cast, it was yesterday with uh, with the family and everything, because we like to go to Cabela's to pick up stuff and, and just wander around if it's bored. And it was hot outside. We decided to you know, stop in because uh, they were having the $5 T-shirt stuff, and we all wanted a Cabela's T-shirt, and, you know, they got the girls wanted kettle corn, and it's just they wanted to see the fish. It's kind of a place to waste a couple of hours, even if you don't spend a lot, right? So I walk in there, and the gun room has probably... 10 guns in it. Not one of wow. them over $500. Wow. And I'm like, what happened? And the guy just shook his head and he's like, now all the riots, man, we had to take all the, all the high dollar stuff and put them in a secure location. He's like, they're still here. If you want to buy one, he goes, but, um, no, man, we, we, you know, and the, the Cabela's I go to is the middle of Fort Worth and, and not even the middle of Fort Worth. It is in a very, very rural area off the highway in Fort Worth. And there's nothing around this thing. So, I mean, they would have to, like, the the riots would have to literally all get in their cars and, and travel 30 minutes, maybe an hour, to go riot here. But still, Cabela's is like, look, uh, we're sorry. You know, we've seen downtown. We've seen, you know, they threw bricks and all that kind of stuff and we're just not taking any chances so all the higher end stuff it's uh it's been moved off site and uh as well as a lot of the high-powered ammunition is uh is there as well because we're not going to be responsible for arming a mob and i'm like you know at one point that kind of makes me upset now i wasn't as upset because shotgun clay rounds are still available and that's what i was really there for but well, th- those aren't necessarily considered high powered. No, I mean, in I, fact, I they're mean, the lowest powered shotgun rounds you can get. You know, I, and and for those who don't understand, that's exactly what Dick Cheney shot some shot his friend in the face with. And though he was referred to as an idiot for a long period of time, well, still is. Um, everybody lived. <laughs> yes, and he he apologized for getting shot in the face. Uh, <laughs> he did. He apologized to Dick Cheney for being shot in the face. Um, and causing his family hardship. Uh, if you've ever, if you've never seen the movie Cheney, it's worth, or, or Vice, uh, Vice, I think is the name of it. It, it is amazing watching like uh, uh, W and Cheney and Rumsfeld and all those the people like how they actually. It's it's amazing, and it, the movie leaves it on a, a very interesting note. Uh, and uh, I thought it was great, uh, but. Yeah, yes, that is exactly correct. You, even at a distance of like 12 feet, you hit somebody with a clay around and it'll pepper them up and they don't hurt. And you'll probably have to go to the hospital to get all the lead removed, but it ain't going to kill you. Uh, so unless it hits your eyes, it might blind you, but generally speaking, you're going to live. It's going to pepper you up pretty good, as as uh, Dave Chappelle would say. But <laughs> it's not going to drop you, okay? <laughs> That's about it. Um, but... All that stuff had been removed because of of the the times we live in, and it's it's very weird. Uh, we had to explain to the Carols what you know what the whole situation was, and and you know in our case what the difference between protesting and rioting was, and you know just like stuff like that, and and uh, and, and it's an uncomfortable conversation, but ones you you know we feel need to the need to have, and and. I noticed that on one hand you get people who have righteous indignation and rightfully so and, and are 
doing what they feel is necessary and other people who are just burning stuff down and stealing stuff. And uh, to me, you'll notice that all of the um, uh, really vocal gun rights stuff has just kind of gone out the window. Like, like all the, we should disarm everyone except the police, uh, which uh, makes no sense to me. But uh, okay, all right, all right. You know, if that's what you New York feels it needs to do, okay, fine. But um, well, it, it but it, it's it's funny because you do have a lot of the um politicians involved who are still on that kick. Well, fewer and fewer people are on that kick. Um, you, you, how many people who are, who are sit there go, we've got coming through the store going, yeah, I would never buy one of these, but with that said, they're on my front doorstep, so I need something. Yeah. Yeah. And there's still, and there's still tons of people out there buying guns. I mean, lots of people out there buying guns. So to me, I don't particularly, you know, I, I, I'm not uh, particularly political one way or the other um i i seem to fall across some some lines here and there but i i generally go with the meme that says all i really want to do is carry my gun and smoke my weed at my gay friend's wedding yeah i'd say that's pretty accurate yeah you know i mean it's like look (laughs) you know i'm not really pushing for a lot here it's not it's it's not the end of the world as far as i'm concerned that that people have differing opinions or, or that people think that things need to change. Sure. I, I totally down with that. But civil unrest is, is many faceted. And the minute you start destroying and burning things and hurting people, you've stopped with the civil part. Yes. But, <laughs> <laughs> there's really no place else to go with yeah, it. The answer still... to that is absolutely correct. I mean, you know, it's one thing to stand out in the major highway and block traffic and sit there and basically say we're not moving because we're angry. That that you know, I find inconvenient and annoys the shit out of me. But at the same time, it, it's understandable. You're at least getting your point across, and it's a peaceful, uh, peaceful gathering where you're trying to to get attention and awareness to an injustice. Totally understand that. Yes. And I, like I said, like you said, it's annoying and you know, all that stuff, but I at least understand it. But on the opposite side of that, and I, what I'm about to say is accurate and happened around here. The uh, gentleman who owned the small local sporting goods store, who supported just about every underfunded high school, middle school uh, recreation group in the area with uh, supplies for different athletics to have his place burned down by probably the same people he's been helping. Yeah. Is that's a, that's a different story. Yeah. You're once you, once you devolve to mob mentality, you're, you're done. You're, you're kind of done. Uh, at that point, it's not going to matter. And I think that's really kind of heart of the issue. Right. And it, it gets conflated and people get, you know, heated on one side of it and, and, and on the other as well. And, uh, you know, look, 
they're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to figure out as a country where, where the line is and where the answers are and, and all that stuff. And it's probably done by people way smarter than I am. Uh, and, oh, I don't claim to be smart enough to figure this shit out. Yeah, me neither. And I'm not going to claim to be <laughs> that guy. You know, like I, I can't fix all our problems and I don't claim to. Uh, but there's there's people who think about this a lot more and all that kind of thing. I just think it's um, it's terrible that people's livelihoods are being hung in the balance and and stuff that you know places that could employ people and solve some of these jobless problems are being burnt to the ground, uh, even though they have absolutely nothing to do with the problem that the mob claims that they're acting against i mean to me that doesn't make any sense but uh, and, maybe and, and, you know. and then there's the true total utter horror that none of these people are six feet apart or wearing masks damn it oh my god didn't that go out the window fast <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like come on man i spent two months in lockdown and you guys are damn it the best shooting weather of the freaking year and i spent it in the house and you guys are out burning shit what the hell, man? Uh, so, yeah, it gets me a little upset. <laughs> that... Well, well there, there, there is a more positive note that we that it's going into that is as far as some of the things that we've spoken about in the past, which is uh, I think I'm finally getting my kid involved in this. No. Yeah. I, I, I've been listening to you talk about how much joy you've had in getting your daughters into shooting. Uh, and I figured I was going to make an attempt. You know, I knew that there was a possibility it would be utter failure. I mean, mine's 15 and therefore hates everybody. Um, so Mean comment and long, sullen silences. <laughs> What's it going to be? Mean comment or silence? You and got me in a box about, here. Actually, the worst part about it is I've used that line on her before. <laughs> Check out Deadpool, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but uh, so I actually just kind of looked at her. I said, you know, I I know you you find some of the the firearms, the big ones, especially on the slightly scary side. If I was to acquire something that was a little bit less scary, less noisy, and uh, for what they refer to as plinking. um, <laughs> and explained it, you know, the idea is you shoot a tiny little bullet at a metal target, and it goes plink, um. Would she be interested in at least giving it a try? And she, uh, much to my surprise, said, sure, why not? So what I bought her was a twenty-two Charger, which is uh, kind of like you have an AR pistol. It's the pistol version of the Ruger 1022. 22, hold on here, 22, because I know little to nothing about this, 22 Charger. Holy crap, dude. It looks like something you get on Call of Duty is the base weapon. What are you doing? <laughs> like, did she look at that and go, Jesus, Dad? <laughs> no, I mean, once again, compared to some of the other stuff I've had in the house at times, it looks pretty innocent. <laughs> God. Okay, so basic, is this a Ruger? Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. It is a Ruger. As I, well, as I said, it's a pistol version of a 1022. Oh, it's, it looks like it's got the same action and the same receiver. It's just got a, like a shortened bull barrel and a pistol grip, and it looks like a banana clip. How many how many's that clip hold? 15. Huh. So 15-shot 15 magazine, a pistol grip, 
And so is she double? Do you double handle the or double hand this, or is well, this like what, a, what I? The other thing I actually ordered that hasn't shown up yet is the version I got actually has the rear end of it is a Picatinny rail. So I got something that'll hold a buffer tube and just put one of those shockwave blades on it. The part that really actually got me re- made me recognize this that she was actually into it. I showed her the the shockwave blades and said I was going to put that on it so that she could actually manage to shoulder it. And she wasn't recognizing what it was, so I kind of like showed her the different colors and said, which one do you want? And she went, oh, black's fine, and, you know, not really realizing what it was. And then finally I explained it to her, and she realized what it was, what it was going to do, that it was going to go on her gun. And she went, oh, no, no, I want the purple one. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 I want the purple one. Hold on, let's see. Let Let me see. 22 Charger Purple. Oh, I see. Yes. All right. Look at that. All right. Well, all right. So, so she's, I assume you don't have it yet. Well, I've got the firearm. I don't have the accessories yet. Right. Right. So she um, really hasn't shot it. No. Well, we're actually, the, if everything shows up appropriately, we'll probably cite it in a week from today. Wow, dude. Because the other thing, I and the only thing, accessory I do actually have for it is I do have an extra red dot that I'm going to put on the top of it for. <laughs> well, it, it, well, no, no, as you see, it doesn't come with sights. No, it you doesn't. Have to, you, have to, you have to put something on it. Yeah, you've got, I mean, it's got a big rail on top. I mean, and that's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I could put iron sights on it for her, but where's the fun in that? Well, you know, I mean, like, if you have to pick something, give the kid a freaking laser. I mean, are, are you serious? I mean, <laughs> that's, that well, shouldn't yeah. even be a question. Well, it's it's bright outside when we go. It's either the lasers don't actually show up. The red dot works better. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Okay, now what led to this like conversation? It, it, like, hey, kiddo, we live in crappy times. You should be no, no. It was up. it was liter- it was literally just that. Hey, you know, you know, I've got this hobby. I know you've had no interest in it. And she looked at me and went, no, no. <laughs> And I said, you know, you've told me before that you actually find some of the stuff a little on the scary side. And she went, um, yeah. And I said, if I got you something that was a little small, that was small. And that's the other thing about the charger. It is small. Yeah, it is not light or it is not big from everything um, I see. You know, because if if I was actually thinking about getting her a full-on rifle, I just would have gotten her a 1022. Yeah. Um, so the only idea of the charger is the fact that it is small. Uh, if I got you something small, would you be interested in coming with your uncle and I and, and giving it a shot and seeing whether or not you have fun with it? Uh, in the worst case scenarios, first of all, what I'm setting up is something that I'd probably have fun plinking with myself. And if I don't, for whatever reason, if she doesn't like it, I'll sell it to my brother and he can use it to teach his kids when they get old enough. <laughs> so it's a, it's a no-lose right here for you. Exactly. Now, does she... Is she into aesthetics or at all, or obviously since she wanted the purple? She's an artist. But she, you know, she, she's probably going your occupational direction at some point in life. Okie dokie. So she may get this thing. Look at it and go, it's not really pretty. It's kind of ugly and bulky and stuff like that. Well, she may. You can replace, you know, a, a, as I said, I'm putting a purple, you know, uh, shoulder blade on it for her so that she can actually shoulder it. If she wants to replace the entire chassis and she gets into this thing and, and wants to color it, it, that's every bit doable. 
Oh, absolutely. No, it is. I mean, are yeah. you, it's are. You, did you get the synthetic stock one or the wood? The, the synthetic. Okay, well then, yeah, you can dye or paint that, and she yeah, can do whatever. I mean, shit, she could airbrush it if she felt like it. Uh, I mean, just take the <laughs> take the receiver crap off and just give her an airbrush, and she could she could totally mm-hmm. make that thing whatever she wanted. Exactly. I mean, it's I I've done that crap to guns before. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's nothing big, but that's exciting, dude. And I, and I bought a 500 round box of 22. Ah, it's what you do. Uh, and and I and even once again, because we're trying to keep it from being scary, I bought the subsonic 22. Oh, smart move. Unfortunately, silencers are not legal in Delaware at all. So I can't even I can't, I can't put a silencer or a suppressor on the front of it. Um, now to cool it out and make it look awesome, if she wants me to, I've actually already found a uh, like a faux suppressor just to make the look a little bit more cool. But I don't know if she's going to go that direction or the paint it with flowers direction. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Uh, or like, maybe both. Uh, yeah, I mean, every time, every time, without fail, uh, I have guessed completely wrong uh, when it comes to, like, I couldn't be more wrong when I think I know what a what a woman or a young lady wants in a firearm. Uh, I, I quit trying to guess because I have been so consistently wrong that it is... Beyond comparison, but uh, I can tell you that they will find nothing wrong with turning a perfectly lovely gun into a purple stocked gun with penguins on it. Uh, there, they, it happens, <laughs> and uh, the the way I look at that is uh, at least they're shooting. <laughs> yes, uh, and and I, I, but I had a ball. I mean, I had an absolute ball. Uh, and, and 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 the worst part about it is when this thing showed up at the store, I I I even went so far as to put aside a pistol that I was going to purchase for myself to get this for her. Because <laughs> these things are about three hundred fifty bucks uh, retail, or three three thirty or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but uh, I don't pay retail. Yeah, well, you've got the <laughs> the dealer hookup. Y- yes. So, so even with that, with what I had left over from uh, not buying the the handgun I was going to buy, I, I even had a uh, enough left over for a thousand rounds of nine millimeter. <laughs> a thousand <laughs> rounds. <laughs> oh, that's great. But you know, you you do go through that a little quick. You do go through that a little quick with a nine not, millimeter. Not, not not as quickly as I used to, considering the fact that I actually only have two nine millimeter pistols: a thirty eight special, a forty five, uh, three eighty, and you know now four tens and twelve gauges and twenty twos. You know, now I, you're starting little, to sound like me. <laughs> I'm I'm a little bit more broadened out in the spectrum here now. Yeah, that's kind of how I do too. That's uh, it's one of those things where you're just hmm. I don't have one of those. I should have at least one of those and you get some and it's cool. It serves its purpose. There's all kinds of neat stuff you can do with it. Whatever caliber it is. It's, it's always interesting, but this is a fantastic place to start. I love the fact that it's a 22, like I'm doing 22s. Now they're not nearly this aggressive or this, this high end, but uh, my girl, but my girls are a little younger too, but yeah. And even then, once again, you were, the whole idea of the charger was the fact that I wanted to, I didn't want to get her a pistol. Um, but I, so at the same time, I didn't want to get her a full on rifle either. Just out of so, curiosity, why? 
Well, the the rifle was going to, she was going to look at the rifle. Well, okay, uh, my worry, and I don't know for a fact, because as we said, we think we know our kids, and then we find out that we are way wrong. Um, <laughs> my thought process for the rifle was that it would be big enough that she'd look at it and go, yeah, that's a little scary. Um, not even recognizing the fact that it's just a twenty two, but just like look at it and go, yeah, yeah, no, uh-uh. So you think uh, size was the determining factor, not all the crap attached to it, like a Picatinny rail and a big 15-round banana magazine and a pistol grip and all the blacked-out tactical stuff. You you think that was less scary than it's physically bigger? Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, just checking. <laughs> it will be interesting to see <laughs> how that plays out. But the, you got the purple working in your favor, and that's that's probably good. That's probably good. I think you're you're probably on the right track with that for for sure. I, I, I once again, I'm I don't with everything that she's seen come through. It it wasn't an AR or something of that nature. It was, and I. I know it looks a little menacing in the picture, but if you really saw how small this thing is in person, it, it there's no way this thing can be intimidating. None. I don't know. I've I've seen like when I say that, like every time I say that, like women look at look at it very differently, and they look at at least it has been my experience that every woman I have ever been around has different things to say about a firearm. And, and it's always crap I wouldn't have thought of. Like, uh, with pistols, it was, oh, this slide's hard. I don't like this. I can't pull this back. I don't I, I don't like it. Or, uh, you know, things like, I can't reach the safety. Like, what do you mean you can't reach it? And she'll reach your thumb around and go, look, see, I have to completely change my grip to hit the safety or hit it with my other hand. And I'm like, I wouldn't have thought of that because my hands fit it, right? And I mm-hmm. I can touch the safety. I can flip it. It's no big deal. Weird crap that I wouldn't have thought. Not weird, but but things that I wouldn't have thought that, that I have no idea. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess, I guess so. Or, uh, you know, stuff as simple as I... She's like, I can't use this gun. I'm like, why? Like, I can't load the magazine fully. My thumb won't push the bullets down far enough. I, I can't I can't get all the rounds out of it. So this is, I know it holds more, but it's useless to me because I couldn't load the thing anyway. And I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> 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 I, I would not have thought of that. You know, I mean, it's, it's practical, but I, I wouldn't have thought of it, right? Uh, like, Shannon... Uh, prefers uh for years years she carried her her pk380 her walther uh as a a service weapon and it was designed for her as a service weapon because it was the same size as a subcompact nine millimeter uh in in indeed in europe the 380 auto is called a nine millimeter short mm-hmm. and it's it was it's perfectly usable and serviceable there and it's a it's a police round uh th- here it's considered a dinky girl round, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, but we're also in the land of if it doesn't start with four, at least it's not good enough. <laughs> right. And in Texas, them Texas boys like them forty fives. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like if it's, you know, and forty five ACP is a fantastic round, but it's also big, fat, and slow compared to some of the other stuff they got rolling around. Uh, well, even then, if I was in Texas, the first thing I'd be putting on my hip is my 1911 at a 45, just to make sure people don't laugh at me. 
Oh man! Oh, I get laughed at <laughs> just ridiculously hard. I, I'm just—it's my default position. Uh, why don't you get that girl gun out of your holster, there, boy? You know, <laughs> it's and it's—you know—it's a, a fine. My burst is a fine little 380. Uh, although it started hanging up, I need to polish the the ramp on it because it's it's starting to hang. Like a lot of bursts I see have that problem. They're like, oh, I yeah. just polish the ramp and it's fine. I need to do that, but um, I, and it's very frustrating to me because I'm like, damn it. You know, uh, but because uh, you got to smack the back of the the uh, the slide every once in a while and get the damn bullet to load. And I'm like, well, this is stupid. You know, I can't <laughs> carry this now. You know, now I'm gonna have to do so. I got to polish the slide on it, but or uh, polish the ramp. But I, you know, I, I'm consistently wrong about what women look because they look at it entirely different. Most of the time, entirely different than men, especially. Uh, somebody like my wife who who carries one for a living. Uh, I've told the story many times where she stole my other damn Walther. I was going to get a Walther 9mm. I did get, I did not going to, I did get a Walther 9mm uh, CCPM2. Fantastic gun. Uh, she and, stole it. Oh, I love this. And it's no longer yours. No, no. That is, I stole it right out from under me. Um, just, just, oh, I like this. This is like my PK-380, only bigger. I'm like, well, yeah, it's almost actually the same size. That's why I got it. It's some compact, fires a 9mm, it's beautifully, you know, machined. It's It's got a beautiful slide. It's easy to load and everything. She goes, yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> she just keeps jacking it and putting the slide in it. And, you know, she's put the bullets in the in the magazine and put all the you know took them out and everything and she's like is this take a tool i'm like no it's a toolless takedown that's part of the the m2 it's it's better huh i'm like oh crap i recognize that sound you know i'm like i'm never gonna shoot this thing <laughs> this is like i'm gonna get a magazine out of this every like christmas or something you know like nothing this will i'll never see this again and she, i was right i never did i mean she put it she had a, her uh, her uh, uh, servant duty service holster that was built for a Glock nine millimeter nineteen C fit it perfectly. Clicked in, same size, same you know, same shape apparently. Because when it, it you pop it in, it clicks and it's like locks and everything, and it's perfect. It's the perfect size. The, the Hammer strap goes around the back and it's like locks and clicks in. And I'm like, oh, crap, it fits. You know, like that's, <laughs> I'm never seeing that again. <laughs> it's gone. Uh, and, and I was right, too. Uh, but uh, but stuff I thought they'd really like, like, look, this is light and small and easy and cool and everything. And they're like, I don't like it. You know, so well, I mean, but part of it is 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 how is it going to shoot? Like you know, we start talking about the three eighties and uh, the one that your wife likes and the one that you have are not tiny little pocket three eighties. No, they're actually fairly large. Exactly, and not only that, but at least for example, the Bursa is a full metal construction, so it's got some weight to it. Uh, when you take, start taking a three eighty into something that's that heavy, you've got zero recoil. And it does. It has very, very little recoil. Okay. So a lot of times when uh, we have women coming into the store for their first firearm. Now, it's also funny when you've got somebody come in who you think is there for, your, for their first firearm and you show them one of these things and they go, no, 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 no. I want that one over there. And it's kind of like, oh, 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 okay. 
Um, but you're usually showing them either the Smith and Wesson EZ, which is designed to be someone's first firearm, and or something for someone with um, less hand strength. Or what's been very popular is the itty bitty 1911 clone 380s from Six Hour, uh, Springfield, and Kimber. Uh, and once again, not as easy to operate as something like the Smith & Wesson EZ, but when you have that little 380 bullet in something that is got that much extra weight to it because they're all metal, the recoil's next to nothing. Yeah. Because if you've got something like a one of the little polymer 380s, little Ruger, little car, something of that nature, they will definitely do the trick if you need something to put in an ankle holster or a pocket. But they're not exactly what you would call fun to shoot. No, I would say that that's, that's entirely true. Uh, you know, so if you actually get one of those little 380s that's actually fun to shoot, and has so that little bit of recoil, it is. They are wonderful. My little SIG is great. I mean, it's the first time I've ever had a three eighty that I actually enjoy shooting. I I was very surprised. Uh, my my sister, who is not a small woman, uh, she is easily six foot tall. Uh, I think six one. Damn, uh, taller than my brother. Yeah, I mean, she's a big girl, and you know, good shoulders. Big hands, at least as big as mine. But she is very recoil adverse. Very recoil adverse. She's very sensitive to it, uh, especially with a long gun. And her, she loves shooting pistols with my brother because my brother's a big pistol guy, right? And she does the same thing I do. She loves his Taurus uh, 357, but she shoots light load 38 out of it, which yeah. is perfectly fine i mean it, it makes it so that it doesn't kick i mean because it's a big heavy uh eight or ten inch barrel slab side bull barrel right so it's big yeah. and heavy out front you shoot 38 through that and it actually doesn't kick a lot hardly at all as a matter of fact so uh she liked the revolvers but she wanted an automatic and you, you know where i was heading i was like okay well you know uh, Megs, what, what do you want to do? I mean, I, there's plenty of stuff. So we let her shoot my wife's uh, Walther. Well, she really liked that. and She wanted an automatic. And she's just like, mm, you know, I, I like the Walther and everything, but I want something that looks a little different and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So, of course, where did she wind up? Smith & Wesson MP Shield, easy. Yeah. You know, in 380. The other nice thing about it being someone's first firearm is the fact that it's got so many safeties on it. Oh, yeah. You, you, you couldn't fire the thing by accident if you tried. It's got a backstrap safety and an outward positive safety, you know, a click safety, you know, it's, it's our lever safety. I mean, it's it's got a lot of safeties on it, and it's a it's a fantastic-looking gun. It's easy to, to jack the round in. It's no, easy no to No pun load. intended. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> No, fuck it. Pun intended. It was intended. <laughs> I totally meant to do that. Uh, but, but it's very, very user-friendly, and it's very forgiving firearm. And like you said, it's it's specifically created for people um, either of, of smaller stature or recoil-adverse, or this is their first automatic and everything, and it's wonderfully built for that. Uh, and the funny thing is, is if I am to be honest... Personally, I hate the gun. 
<laughs> but that being said, it's also, you know, under those circumstances, not about me, which, you know, obviously I have a difficult time with from time to time. You know, it, it, whenever we get new stuff into the store, it's always kind of like, ooh, 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 what are we going to get? What are we going to get? It's like Christmas morning. And then every once in a while I'll open up an easy and it's like, oh, shit, more of these? <laughs> Well, they, well, and and then there's the boss going. Well, they sell really well. It's like I know they do, and I just don't like them. I mean, they, they're they're great for who they're for. It's just they not, sell them by the hundreds. I, I, it's kind of like the Twilight books. I'm not the target audience. <laughs> I'm a bad example. I, I wasn't the target audience either, and I, I, I read all friggin' four of them. Uh, That's why I went there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So are you are you reading Twilight? Yes, I am. I just I, I, Oh yeah, that's right. You you like rom- romance and romantic comedies. That's weird, dude. It's like, yeah, I know, but uh, uh, somebody t- somebody talked me into reading those and uh some people will get this movie reference and some people won't. When I got to the end of the fourth one, fourth book, I Silver Linings playbooked it. <laughs> nice. Which means I basically got it, got to the end of it, got pissed, and threw the sucker across the room. <laughs> and I wasn't as pissed at the book as I was pissed in the fact that I let somebody talk me into reading me. Damn that, it! That, yeah, <laughs> so, so I got to the end of it. And as I said, I'm not the target audience of this, and it is, this is completely besides the point, obviously. But we got to the end, I got to the end of that thing and was just so pissed at the ending and the fact that somebody had actually managed to talk me into reading this shit that I literally threw the book across the room. I did the same thing with Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Well, it's time I'll never get back. <laughs> I read this crap. Somebody, somebody kept convincing me that the the next book would be better. It wasn't the me, next, was the, it? The, I don't think it no, was. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was no, no. say, I, I would have never put that di- on somebody di- else. Di- different friend. I, mean, okay. I, I, I saw the first movie, and, and as I said, I know we are way off topic here, but I'm going to do this anyway. <laughs> I, saw, I saw the first movie with my wife, and my response was, it's a chick flick. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It totally and, is. And, and a, a friend of mine, female, talked me into reading the book saying the book was better and my i read the book and my answer was it's a chick flick in book form yes yes it is um and she said well you got to read the next book the next book is is even better and the next book was not better it was painful <laughs> um and i got to the end of that and i was basically explaining to her that i've had enough of this shit and she went no 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 no. the, the third book is really where it gets really good and the one thing i will give the third book being once again male is that at least it had a good fight scene at the end i'll give you that okay and so i was like okay okay i'll give you that and she went no now you got to read the fourth one the fourth one's even better when i got to the end of the fourth one i was so pissed off is she still your friend (laughs) no actually she's not And for those of you who don't know who or have only seen the movie, the movie I will at least give you gave you the fight scene that never happened. Yeah. Okay. So, so I, I, the, whoever directed the movie, um, wait, oh, we can't end on this, guys. No, we need a fight scene. Uh, exactly. So they at least gave you a fight scene that never actually happened. Um, in the at the end of the book, you have these two large supernatural armies facing off against each other getting ready for the most epic battle you've ever think could think of 
and they talk about their feelings, feel better about themselves, and go home. It is a t- it is a so chick way to end a book. It is and, it is very much that way. And I was so pissed off. I was just going, well, "Are you fucking kidding me? That's it? That's it?" <laughs> this is this is, and then they get a house in the woods, and then they're fine. Oh, come on! Yeah, no, it's 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 upsetting. It is upsetting. I yeah. was so pissed off at the end of that. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is not good. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot to that. But yes. Uh, but 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 the but the point that we are going back to is, is with all of that is I wasn't the target audience. So with the EZ um, three eighty uh, or, or even the EZ nine, I'm not the target audience for it. No, and I wasn't tar- the target audience for the PK three eighty, which uh, it makes sense because I don't actually like the gun. Um, no, I'll shoot it. You know, I don't mind that. I mean, it's three eighty. I love a three eighty. I do. I, it's probably one of my favorite pistol rounds. I, I think it's cool. It's it's light. It's small. Um, you can get a lot of them in a small space. It's it's pretty cool. I dig it. Uh, that does not mean that it's I like every three eighty out there. And there is a ton of and they but they figured out that hey, a lot of these smaller framed people want these oversized 380 automatic pistols and there's a huge market for them uh, both yes. in new shooters and in in women shooters and stuff and it's not saying men don't have them that's not it at all but their primary market is not for big dudes right it's just not uh, a lot of people say backup gun, but most backup guns are a lot smaller than these things. These these things are full size sub, basically the same size, almost exactly as a subcompact or a, a compact nine millimeter. Yes, um, not a subcompact, but a compact nine millimeter, which makes them too big to conceal almost. Uh, so they're, <laughs> they're big. On, depends on how chubby you are. I can conceal. A lot. <laughs> You're like I can conceal a lot, dude. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of bulky. They're angular. They got a lot of stuff hanging off of them there. There's, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot going on on these guns and that's, that's super great. I love the fact that they're out there. I love the, and a lot of people love that M and P those, those M and P shields. And, and I mean, like I said, they sell them by the hundreds. They got a, they got a case full of them and they sell like hotcakes. They really do. Uh, Smith has really saved themselves with, I mean, cause, cause for a long time, Smith was, was having some trouble. Um, you know, they made good revolvers. Everybody knew that, but Taurus was eating their lunch and they, well, you know, what Smith had actually for the longest time cornered the concealed carry market with the original shield. Right. And that's kind of what they did. And even then their firearms were not for lack of a better term, sized correctly, or at least for what the market was understanding. What they called a compact was, in fact, what most people would call a subcompact. Right. They skipped over completely the compact size and went to a full size. Um, It's not been since the 2.0s came out that they've actually even had their firearms sized to what the market expects. (laughs) What everybody went, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, Yeah. that wasn't what they were doing for a long time. Uh, so there was, there's a lot to it. And I, I mean, with the MP and, uh, you know, the MP series and the bodyguard, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff out there. It, that... And the and the thing is, is that the bodyguard is, and is can still considered by a lot of people to be the absolute worst 380 on the market. And they still sell a ton of them. And it, I mean, it's, 
I I have many guns that I would prefer more than a bodyguard, to be honest. Um, it, well, I mean, the, the trigger pull on that thing is so stinking long that if you're wow. still on target, the, uh, you're better than I am. Yeah, yeah. I would much prefer. Honestly, if you, <laughs> if you'll forgive the the expression, if you held a gun to my head and said you had to pick a small, uh, three eighty revolver. It would probably wind up being a Taurus at this point, and I know mm-hmm. that's weird to say, uh, but I've got, I've got a Taurus thirty eight special revolver in my safe. It's I, an awesome little gun. I love them. I do. I love them. Uh, I think for the value for money, they're probably some of the best stuff you can get, and they're normally a really quality firearm. Uh, they're doing great stuff with revolvers, and I know they're maybe not as as prestigious or in some cases flashy as some of the others. They freaking work every time, and the, well, the, the build quality is pretty good. Well, build quality on most things. Now, I would argue Keltec against that, but you know that's a <laughs> that, that's a, that's that's a preference. Somebody could argue against that, but um, but the build quality on most of these things is has reached a, a point where the, the tolerances are close enough, even on the less known, less considered to be quality firearms, that everything's a quality firearm now. What you traditionally find is is that even the ones that are clones or discount or budget firearms, you might find a few rough edges on them, a feed ramp that you need to polish yourself, but you're not going to find a gun that jams or doesn't work. You know, there are certain things with some of the more expensive, more refined firearms that are a little bit easier to use. Those are a little bit nicer, but. Um, but but it's it's funny because you, you even then you look at the uh, some of the prestigious firearms and it, or, or even budget firearms now that they're all basically computer machined it, it, they're they're all of quality and it's funny that Colt came out and said yeah with all of this machining we're still putting our stuff together by hand and it's. It's uh, it shows how much quality we have that we can look at all the tolerances ourselves, and then the Python didn't work. Yeah, yeah, it's funny that you know <laughs> where people are talking up a two hundred dollar you know Rock Island shotgun that that honestly you can put in any it comes out of the box out of the box for two hundred and some odd dollars like like two twenty out the door. Comes mm-hmm. with two barrels, uh, two stocks, uh, uh, a pistol grip, and and it's in you know parkinized and and uh, you know synthetic stocked receivers and all this stuff. I mean, out of the box, two hundred twenty bucks. You can figure the damn thing any way you want to, and you couldn't touch the same type of stuff for almost twice as much, maybe three times as much if you want to consider both barrels, and it's absolutely rock solid no pun intended uh with the rock island uh but it's absolutely solid and you're bragging about like you're bragging about we put this together by hand it's like mm. well i mean even then you know you were talking last time we spoke with regards to 1911 at the the rock island that you were considering that and i sent you a picture of one from a company called sds which is another one of the Turkish-made firearms of a 1911 for just over 300 bucks that you could beat someone to death with and still 
shoot it and have that thing hold together and be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's an, it doesn't come with the best sights on the face of the earth, but that being said, you know, the firearm itself is solid and quality. And as I said, just over 300 bucks. I mean, yeah. So the, that money is, is being spread over many other companies and many other things. I mean, my brother went out and with a minimal amount of money bought a Taurus Raging Hunter 44 Magnum for way less than you could buy a Smith. Oh yeah, right? Like way like almost you could almost buy two Raging Hunters for what it would have cost for a Smith of the same size and features. That's the and it's absolutely reliable. It is beautiful to look at. It's it's nice to I mean for a 44 it's great. Um not a big fan of the 44 Magnum in a pistol. Uh, you know, I, I prefer it in a lever action rifle, but it has a little, it has a little bit of a kick. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's not small. Um, but at the same time, you know, I mean, this, uh, he loves it. Right. And you can get in and out of, of all of these firearms for, for a very reasonable amount of money. A very reasonable amount of money, and I think it's it's a testament to to the amount of of smithing and, and design that we have now, and the amount of materials that that we're taking advantage of, and, and companies are taking advantage of to produce quality arms. Yeah, I mean, it, let's put it this way: the gun, the gun of the year two years ago was a Canic, which is or Chainic, depending on whose pronunciation you go for. Once again. Turkish company. Yeah. Uh, they also make clones of the CZ-75s through an important through a company called TriStar. Once again, same company and absolutely wonderful firearms. Uh, Turkish company by the name of Gerson, they, they, for the Turkish military, are making what is without question an absolutely almost identical clone to a Beretta M92. Yeah. Uh, and, and the only thing different between the two firearms is the fact that the Gerson version has finger grooves and the Beretta does not. <laughs> uh, and it's the, and they're making wonderful firearms. And the worst part about it is some of these places are actually finding uh, old factory machine tools that were left over by Beretta, CZ. Well, CZ ran into a problem because they don't have the same patent rules in, the, in Eastern Europe that they do here. Um, you know, and they're finding old machine tools and just going, oh, okay, we can just rebuild this and it'll make the same friggin' firearm. Yeah, and they're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of the Turkish get like uh, a lot of people uh, in the shotgun world give TriStar a lot of crap. And well, it, but well, I mean, it's funny because even with the the TriStars and the Canics and the Gersons, you actually will look at a lot of the gun reviewers on YouTube who will start the actual review with, yeah, I have this Turkish piece of shit, who, who end the review going, I really want to be able to find something negative to say about this gun, and I can't. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of them like that. So you got you to gotta be careful, you know. I mean, and some – look, I'm not saying that, uh, that all Turkish guns are – like all anything is not good, right? Everybody makes some real losers, you know. <laughs> Everybody, uh-huh. everybody's got some, 
But I just, mean, it would go back to the uh, Smith and Wesson bodyguard. Yeah, there you go. There's a fine example. <laughs> uh, you know, so there's there's a lot of but just because it doesn't have what you consider a name brand on the side of it doesn't it doesn't necessarily exclude it from from being something you might want to shoot. You know, and depending on what you're what you're talking about and is this something you're betting your life on? Is this something that you're plinking with? Is this something that you're uh, using for sport or competition or whatever it is? The answer for that might vary wildly with the application in which you're putting it in. You know, like, are you betting your life on a plink gun? No. No. So could it be a little fidgety or a little weird or a little offbeat? Yeah. Yeah, it could. And will that matter? No, no, it won't. Uh, so, to me, it's it's a matter of okay, what is this for? What are you doing with it? How much are you willing to invest in it? And what problems are, does does the thing generally have? And the answer for that is is many, many, you know, many variables go into that. And it's always interesting to talk about because because every like there are no two people who if you line up all those variables for them will come up with the same answer and that's why it's always fascinating to talk about it's it's sort of like it, and we use this analogy a lot it's sort of like saying what car is best well that's an unanswerable question until you answer like fifteen other questions and then you might well, be able to narrow it down well I've been using a phrase in the store which is probably. Not exactly politically correct at the moment, but my the way I've been telling it to people is is that if you walk into any firing range and scream out, fill in the blank, it's the best, you're going to start a riot. Now, that may be a little bit politically incorrect to put it in that fashion at the moment. <laughs> but it's not wrong either. But, but it's not wrong. And with that said, please enjoy your firearm. Get some education. Get a gun. Rescue a gun. It's it's like puppies. Get a gun. Rescue a gun. Be sure and spay and neuter your guns. Uh, but honestly, in all honesty, be safe. Get some education. Get a firearm. They're they're not the the evil things that they're represented as. We enjoy them. We enjoy them for sport. We enjoy them for target. We enjoy them for competition. And we use them for defense. So uh, it's an important tool, and it is that. Remember that, and we'll see you guys next time. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, Check us out at hawksideguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.